guest today, and I'm super excited about it. And um, I'll let him introduce himself. If you can just introduce yourself and um, just tell us about your podcast. Blessed to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. It is the man, the myth. Uh, I'm not really a legend yet, but my name is Jordan Hunter. I also go by Boogie the Beast, and I host and created the podcast, Say It Loud. So tell us about Say It Loud. Um, what made you start it? Woo! So fun fact, uh, Say It Loud um, was started three and a half years ago while I was in the military, sitting in my living room with a friend. And I was kind of like, you know, it's just one of those conversations where it's like, man, bro, like we should be recording this. Like we need more people. It was right around the time Instagram had introduced Instagram Live. Um, okay. And I heard about, you know, podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Long right? story short, we <laughs> created one. Um, and I came up with the name Say It Loud because of the First Amendment. And being that my co-host and myself were both black, um, you know, we were kind of like, hey, like, it'd be really dope to, you know, introduce and implement a place for, you know, black First Amendment to be very much so pushed um, and be, speak freely. So we started speaking about, like, current events, uh you know, topics going on in the world, giving positive black news instead of, you know, world star, or the shade room negativity. And I'm not saying that they're always negative, but a lot of the things that they emphasize on is the crazy things instead of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 17 year olds graduating high school with $2.1 million in scholarship money. Um, you know, that's, that's the, you know, the more people that we put on the limelight like that, you know, the, the more creatives and the arts that, you know, we'll be able to see out of people. Um, and then over the years, it just grew into a solo project that I took on by myself and revamped it still in the same principle as highlighting black men and women. But now it's an interview um, where I highlight people in different jobs, different professions, different walks of life, but all being black, um, just to show representation in all fields, all places and kind of just grow it from there. Oh, awesome. Um, I actually listened to your last podcast and then I listened to um, the one on mental health and I was like, dang, like he's dropping like some dimes up in here. I was like, wow, there's some good stuff. So um, like going off of that, what do you feel like is like the favorite part of doing this? Because you like you said, you have like different genres, different people. Like what is your favorite part of doing this podcast? Ooh. That's a that's a good one. I, I want to say I appreciate you listening in on to the, especially one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done is the mental health awareness one. Shout out to my black doctors. Um, but I would say I think the most enjoyable part of it is to be able to sit down with these people um, who I either looked up to, who I grew up with, or you know is is a word of mouth connection through another friend. Um, one of the biggest things I tell everybody is you know like. It, all I'm doing or all the podcast is in the atmosphere that I'm using it for is a conversation and I'm just recording it for other people to hear it. So these questions that I'm asking when I'm sitting down with these people, um, you know, it's the same thing that I would be doing with my friends, except I just know my friend's stories. So, you know, you're not asking these questions on a daily basis. Like, where did you grow up? It's like, Jordan, I grew up with you. But, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, <laughs> it's kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're getting you get to humanize these these athletes. Um these uh professionals these politicians um you know just like i said different people and be like wow i never knew they did this or i never knew they walked through this so i would say honestly even figuring out the i always say it like randomly in my podcast like wow fun fact like 
because you know there's always something even though even your friends you would think you knew but you found out about them or you know just hearing that people did things or they knew people and it's like wow yeah small world you know just finding out the small facts about people's lives awesome that's super cool yeah um the one topic that I really liked um with your last interview was when he was talking about like how everyone was you know fighting for civil rights and then he was like what about human rights and I was like okay yeah that's so true because like you know like right now it's like a whole thing about like black lives matter and all that but then it's like really about human rights right now because it's like you know people living in cage or kids living in cage can't even see their families right so it's like does that matter like what matters whose lives matter and so i really like like that the interview like got really in detail about different movements and i feel like in like the black community it's like we have to like really come together in order for things to keep moving because um i believe in your interview he was saying like um sometimes like people don't go back to like where it all started from you know you're just focusing on right now and then you're focusing what's only on instagram and not doing like the research and everything and if it's not on instagram then it's like it doesn't really even exist and Instant I was gratification like, i know i was like oh dang that's so true because back in the day you used to have to look in the book and like look up the dates and look up like all the information and now it's like oh let me just hashtag this if i can't google it and it doesn't come up on the first five reviews i don't want to hear it you know we, <laughs> we live in important a, it's not relevant right yeah because you know we live in it's it's a it's a microwave versus an oven you know category oh, or wow, yeah. kind of thing you know it's like microwave like if i can't put it in the microwave and, and cook it within two minutes i don't want it or you know like i only want it if it if it's in a microwave if i have to put something in the microwave for 45 minutes you know it's like oh i gotta wait forever you know and and that has a lot to do with like you said with researching and you know just not taking the first uh you know thing and a lot of the times going back to the analogy of food the first label when it comes to food is they give you an oven option but it comes after the microwave option because the microwave is the most fast and efficient that is true so yeah um yeah, I was, like, all this stuff, it was, like, really making me think, and I really, like, appreciate you, like, talking about all the stuff that you talked about, because I feel like no one is, well, I don't really know too many young people are really out there, like, really trying to, like, dig in to, like, talk about, like you said, like, what is really going on in the Black community, and really focusing on, like, I feel like Black excellence, and what do you, like, what would you define that? like as like what is black excellence to you who um who <laughs> us um <laughs> let me see um black excellence in my definition is just having a having a passion for what you truly love and just putting your all into it um you know your definition and your idea of what black excellence is changes in detail but for the most general you know i would assume or hope that it's all the same and that's just you know supporting you know black businesses supporting your black peers um you know remembering the black pioneers or the trailblazers that were there prior to you or you know giving credit to black men and women that have done something you know that inspired you to do so um and kind of just owning it you know like living and getting away from those stigmas and stereotypes of, you know, 
your name is, you know, what you are, you know, if, or if you have a, you know, just terrible stereotypes of names and, you know, uh, you know, just, I don't exactly know how to explain the name part, but, you know, bit like, you know, just uh, what you would, what they, other people consider ratchet or what other people consider very Ebonic, I guess you could say, you know, just living above, you know, my name is my name, but I am who I am, you know, type okay. thing. Yeah, um, that's understandable. And, yeah, so you know, black excellence goes into just living up to who you who you are in your profession and being exactly who you're supposed to be in your profession. Okay, do you feel like as a black community that um, there are like barriers for us to be able to reach um, like higher levels? And I mean this like in like how you're saying in your career in yourself in this world in the society. I think the I think uh, and that's a good question. I think the primary way that a lot of people think is that there are barriers and the mm-hmm. reason why is because a lot of people are afraid or don't know how to break barriers. Um barriers were man-made so they can be destroyed by men or women. You know, they they were made by people so they can be destroyed by people. Okay. Um, so you know, I think barriers are it, it takes a while, you know, like something I'm doing right now, I might not see in my lifetime, but that's okay for me as a creative, because I'm not here for the microwave results. I'm here for my kids, you know, <laughs> that I don't have, but like my kids and my kids, kids, hopefully one yeah, day yeah. to be able to have to not deal with, you know, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing about barriers because 50 years ago, which is crazy to think, you know, 50, 60 years ago, you know, a lot of things we're doing now, you know, our parents, grandparents weren't able to do. And I mean, exactly. you, you take a hundred years away and I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, having two black people on a phone right now, you know, I mean, even if you right? think about, you know, like having anything, you know, being able to have a driver's license, being able to drive, you know, exactly, like um, being able to vote, being able to vote, you know, uh, women's like rights, basic things that we can do now. It's like, they weren't, they couldn't even like dream of that. Like they wanted it, but it was like not even reachable. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of that, and like you said, a lot of it, well, a lot of it comes down to racism and, you know, segregation, uh, you know, through with what you wanted or just not knowing how to go through with what you wanted. Yeah, that's true. I like that you brought up about your children that aren't even here. Um, there's like this huge thing that's been going around, like circling on Instagram, talking about breaking generation, um, like strongholds and stigmas and like barriers. And I feel like so many things can change with this generation that I feel like our parents, our, our grandparents weren't educated to know about. And we, we, I'm not saying that we know everything, but we're understanding so much more. Like when you discussed about mental health and your, um, your podcast, like a lot of that stuff, like those names that were being said, like I know them because like, that's actually like what I'm going to school for right now. But like people don't, don't really understand what like anxiety, what, um, depression and all that stuff even means and triggers and what your triggers are how to cope with those triggers like what is a coping skill like you know what I mean like all that stuff like that wasn't there was no name to it before and I feel like it's starting to generate to where it's kind of being talked about more not as much as I wish it would be but it's kind of like 
getting there. And um, you mentioned like in your podcast about mental health that you're in the military and stuff. What do you feel like is like something that you learned from the military about your mental health? Or what do you feel like something that you wish they would change about mental health in the military? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> another good question. I know. Sorry. No, that's Kidding. good. Um, I think the... I think I'll answer the first half of that. Um, the first thing I learned about my mental health is that money is a comfort safety net, not the coping mechanism that you need. A lot of people use money mm-hmm. to cope um, because True. we live by money can't buy happiness, but it sure as hell will, you know, you know, be okay for right now. And um, I know a lot of people and for myself also, before I got out, you know, money was a, a safety net. It was comfortable. I was like, I know I get paid on the first and 15th this much. I don't really have much to worry about. Um, exactly. But for my sake, when I took away money, it was, am I happy? Am I excited? How do I feel? What does my heart do? You know, how much, how do I feel about what I'm doing? Um, and, you know, my mental health became, if I'm not happy, why am I doing it? And it was, you know, the root was like, well, you know, you have money. And it was, you know, it was kind of like, well, exactly. you know, yeah. what I do this for free. Do I love it enough to do it for free? And that's yeah. where I had to redefine what it was to be mentally happy. And also because that wasn't my ending career or my ending goal was to stay in the military. Um, in the military, I, I wish that more people understood that it is safe and okay. And not just the military, but in general, but it is safe and okay to ask for help and not be considered crazy. If somebody considers you crazy, then that's something that generationally we have to continue to break because obviously if you have a hundred people in a room and 95 of them are like, Hey, I need help on a test. Those five people are, you know, scared of asking or, you exactly, know, yeah. you know, so yeah, you have to continue to break that. And that next hundred that come in, you know, it might be something different or, you know, if you, you break that hundred people into a hundred different rooms, you know, that they could be the first spark of something, you know, but I think just showing people in the military that there's more to, um, you know, getting help and all that stuff. Because military has one of the highest suicide rates out of jobs um, in the United States. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I know personally that there's a lot of resources through the military. Um, there's a lot of free resources. But like you said, it's kind of like is it okay for me to ask or is it for me, is it okay for me to actually go do it, you know, and all that stuff. And um, it's really kind of like having the courage to stand up for yourself to be like, Oh, I like, I don't feel like, you know, I'm at the right place mindset, you know, how everything is going. I need to get help. And like making that step, is kind of hard. Like that's a really big step to make, Absolutely. but I do appreciate you talking about that. And um, I just want to say thank you for your service. Um, Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> but no, for real. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Because, you know, not a lot of, I feel like, well, not all of us can, can do that and like, you know, give their life to their country. So I really appreciate it. Um, I just have a few more questions and then we can wrap up. Um, I just want to know, what do you want to happen for your future with this podcast? What do you, um, what events do you have coming up next? Um, what do you have going on? Aha, aha. <laughs> the good questions. Um, so say it loud. Uh, I actually just wrapped up the 
I used to do seasons and then I kind of stopped using the word seasons and I just kind of am like, all right, I need a break. Um, I've just made it through my 50th uh, episode. Oh, wow. So that was really Congrats. dope. Thank you. Um, so I just made it through 50 seasons or 50 seasons. Whew, it's not Simpsons. <laughs> Uh, I just made it through the 50 episode mark um, and, you know, I kind of want to take a break and uh, I'm actually working on developing, you know, more into the business side of it, um, getting a website started, trademarking everything. I really like the way it's going. So, you know, making it very, very official. I mean, it's me and I know it's me and people who don't know me, it's me. But now it's it's time to when I walk into these businesses and places like that to be able to have the the, the principal mission statement and, you know, um, continue to grow it. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, upcoming events with it, uh, I actually have my first official fundraiser uh, think tank is getting started um, doing a awesome. fundraiser awesome. give back um, actually in my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona for my birthday um, oh, wow, next cool. year. So I started all the planning now. Um, and hopefully getting that launched by October and November and then January is my birthday. So the, it'll run for about two months in fundraising efforts and campaign work. And then, you know, we'll see where it, uh, where that ends up. Um, and I would just say short term, long term, short term is, you know, getting all the business stuff, Gucci and all that stuff long term, um, which I consider a year from now, um, is to start getting monetary money or sponsorships um, little by little continuing to grow that. And then I okay. want to start reaching out for other people to work with say it loud under the say it loud brand as reporters or photographers and give them a safe place to, um, you know, continue to develop their art. Well, you are definitely setting the bar very high. <laughs> Um, that's a lot of stuff that you have planned for the next year. Um, Scress. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, that's why I'm like super appreciative to you, like allowing me to interview you. I know our schedules have been like super crazy, but I'm glad that I was able to do this interview with you. I'm, I'm super happy that um, Chris had posted your um, your podcast on his story. Shout out to my guy, house. Chris. First that and foremost, <laughs> that is pretty much how I um, connected with you through him. And so that's super dope that, you know, that's like pretty much networking through Instagram means right there. Man, I'm, <laughs> and I'm telling you, if people understood, like, it's not always about just double tapping because somebody's outfit looks dope or, or a trip looks really cool. But it's honestly like really like following people you might not even know because you, exactly. ne you never know what they can do or how you can help um and some of the times those are those are your most useful gems you know yes exactly yes 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 um so we'll end if you would like to ask me a question Ooh, you can ask me anything uh and so you're uh ooh, okay let's turn the yeah we're turning tables um <laughs> what's your what are you getting your degree in right now um i'm getting my master's in professional counseling so that's why I really appreciated the one on mental health because I was like, dang, like there's some like black women out there really doing their thing as doctors. And I really appreciated that, um, that episode that you did. I was like, like so much stuff was said and I was like in shock pretty much, but it was really good. Okay. All right. So going off of that, um, 
talking not even just about the black community but um as a human and like kids um you know what uh what aspect of counseling or or um you know why 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 yeah why your masters like why a masters and what you want to do um well um i started this journey probably about my master's journey about three years ago i'm graduating this year thankfully but um i went to school i went to university of arizona and ew uh, i know you're gonna say that (laughs) yes bear down but um so i went to u of a and i got my um, bachelor's in family studies human development and like after that i just felt like god was just kind of directing me to i just felt like wanting to do more with the community and i felt like i originally was going to start with christian counseling then i ended up switching majors to professional counseling and um, I really want to work with, um, we'll continue to work with military children. I, I currently work with military children at a daycare. Um, I've been doing that about eight years now. And so I really just want to be able to, you know, be their voice to, you know, to speak out for them in the military community and be able to talk to them and like see what's going on with them because there's so much stuff that happens. Um, I was a military brat. Um, Like I lived it like all pretty much my whole life. And um, I know there's so many changes, um, especially like deployments. Like now is this getting insane. Um, I know my dad wasn't like deployed, like think like twice in like the two years of me like transitioning from middle school to high school. He was like gone like pretty much most of the time. And so that, that affects like the family dynamics that affects like your life, like how you think and like all that stuff and so I know that and so since I know like what that feels like and I feel like I I really want to reach that that community like the military community and children so that's kind of like where I am with everything I currently do uh, my internship with adults um so hopefully I'll be able to um to, to do more with children in the future but yeah that's where I am with that that's but thanks up. for asking me, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another question around that. Um, how do you feel? Oh, no, actually, I'll go this way. Um, it's an open-ended question. And then, you okay. know, I'll turn it back to you. But what is <laughs> what is something like the term say it loud mean to you? Um, speak up. I feel like it's like something like whatever it is, like you need to speak out about it and um, what what is pretty much like what is right like speak on that and like go from there and voice it whatever you feel like is needs to be voiced hmm. okay. well I mean that's I mean that's yeah that's short and sweet right to the point I don't, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it yeah any other questions um there's not, your chance not that I can think of I'm trying to I mean I'm trying to think uh you know, I think, I think the mental health, you know, I think it's, it's one of the most important things that we deal with. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, within your, all right, I'll do this one. And then, and then I, I think I'm done. Cause this is my only question um, for coping for your, mm-hmm. for your personal belief with your studies. Cause everybody's studies are different. Yeah. Um, do you feel as if uh, actually, I won't say, do you feel, how do you feel um, you should approach 
first stage or like uh, beginning levels of anxiety without knowing that you're diagnosed? Um, you know, well, I actually like listening to your podcast with the doctors and just like I felt like 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 especially today on the way to work, um, I felt like God was just telling me about like the word triggers kept coming up. Yeah, and, I listened to your short on that. And it just kept like, I don't know why, but it just kept coming up. And I felt like you had to like kind of it's like hard to know because like I experienced anxiety when I was like in high school and like how I mentioned before, like there wasn't a name for it or no one really talked about it. So I didn't know what it was. And not until like later in life when I actually had like a season anxiety and like, you just really don't know. And it, and it really kind of starts with just being educated and honestly just kind of like looking it up, I guess even though I really, it's, it's kind of hard to say because it just depends on what kind of anxiety it is because mm. it, it can range. People can have mild, you know, mild anxiety or high anxiety, like work to where they can't even like leave their room or they can't even leave the house type of anxiety. because Agoraphobia. Like, yeah. So like so much stuff is going to happen. Like they feel like everything is negative type of thing. But I feel like the main thing to try to focus on is kind of just, focusing on the positive of things um I guess I mean it's really kind of hard to say it's really hard to say because if you don't really know what it is the only way that you can know is to educate yourself and um I feel like right now society doesn't really know too much on it because we really don't speak up speak about it and I feel like it probably won't even get spoken about more until like someone really really famous like Beyonce or Jay-Z started talking about it and then everyone's like oh let me look at what it really means to have anxiety then everyone's gonna say that they have anxiety right type of thing it's WebMD yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah I, I really kind of don't want to say that but that's so I'm really kind of leaning towards is like kind of just googling what the symptoms are um just to kind of like get familiarize yourself yeah, kind of familiar for the familiarize yourself with it. Mm -hmm. um, only because it, like I said, it's really hard to say because so many people go through different stages of anxiety. Um, what do you think? Um, I, well, I think that the first ways of approaching it is to seek help. Um, what mm -hmm. I learned, what I learned also, and like I said, everybody approaches it differently. Um, personally, what I learned from uh, Dr. Ellis, who pointed it out, one of the three doctors, is that you can you can you can say something, but you can't diagnose mm. somebody or yourself. Um, only obviously a doctor okay. can do that. Um, I yeah, think, yes. I think that if you have the means of it, is to reach out and just get mm -hmm. checked. Yeah, um, exactly. I think that's the safest way. You know, a lot of the times you know, the first things we think of is, oh, I can't afford it. If you, you know, have something like I don't have health care, but it's like, well, you know, I mean, you know, maybe going to the doctor and, you know, paying somehow to make sure that you're okay in four yeah, years, exactly. you know, hopefully is, is worth the, you know, the hundred and something dollar, but you know, there's, there's a lot of free healthcare. I mean, you know, especially yeah, California, true. you can go on Eventbrite and there's always free clinics for, you know, uh, new doctors, uh, you know, doctoral students running programs, 
um, you know, there, there's all kinds of ways to, I guess you could say, make it. Yeah. You just have to really use your time. And that's when money, that's when your time becomes more important than money. Because yeah, how much time exactly. do you want to put into something? Okay, so I kind of want to go off of that real quick because um, it kind of makes me change my answer a little bit because now I'm kind of leaning towards like, you know yourself better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And like, because sometimes like anxiety can come in seasons. And I feel like if you feel like things are off and you feel like, you know, things are changing or, and I think they mentioned this in your, um, in your podcast to where you, you don't feel like the urge to care about certain stuff as much as you did before or your enjoyment is gone. Like stuff like that, that might be your, your sign to where you're like, okay, this seems a little bit off. Maybe I should, you know, check this out or maybe I should go to the doctor. But I think for most people, they kind of shrug it off because it's not as important. Right. Until it becomes something a lot stronger. Yeah, something bigger. Yeah. Well, thank you for um, joining me tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. But um, thank you for listening, guys. I enjoyed having you on, Jordan. Thanks again for coming on my show. Um, Check him out. He has his Instagram, Boogie the Beats. And um, check out his podcast.